Yeah. 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 I was able to catch a little bit. He's like, it's like, oh, I'm looking forward to this on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a fun little, like, you know, pick up, put down. It's like, oh, I got a few minutes at lunch. You're like, okay, let me expand my base over here. Boop, 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 boop. Yes, I was going to do the same thing. And I like told him, like, I'm forgetting something. What is it? I was like, yes, dude. <laughs> I feel like he's on a bit of a recovery. Somebody must have given him an intervention. He's been very good. Very good lately. I'll let you pick out the turkey, Craig. Yeah, there you go, Craig. Get me a jangle. Get me a jangle. Uh, all right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Retro Reds Retro Gaming Podcast. It is episode 82, and I am Al. I'm Nick. Yo, yo. My dog is barking tonight what the fuck is up with him <laughs> look there's something there's a squirrel outside there's uh, something out there yeah it's probably the bear he didn't bark at for the last three days that <laughs> the shit out of our garbage oh garbage all over oh no three days it's just not fun my poor wife wound up picking up most of it because i was like on a call and i felt bad but what the fuck anyway but yeah, so that's uh, it's been a couple of weeks, few weeks since we since we casted. By the look of it, almost a month uh, since. Well, not a month, but um, maybe a little. Yeah, about three weeks. Three weeks. Uh, but so. a lot. Yeah, a lot has happened uh, as usual in life. I'd say for the past three and a half weeks, I've been dealing with a plagued household. Um, my no oldest bueno. daughter. Oh, God. Dude, it was the worst. My oldest daughter, Paige, came home with a cough. And this turned out to be uh, RSV, which we find out later. Um, Not a big deal in older kids or adults. Adults don't even usually get it. It's just like a cold. But, as we'll get to, uh, then she gave it to Mia, who then, you know, they both were sick for about two days they had a lingering cough after, but then they were pretty much back on their feet after a handful of days. And then Abby got it. Now, Abby's my three-year-old. Now, that's where it gets dicey uh, with RSV because kids are pretty, of that age, can can be pretty vulnerable to, like, right, yeah. you know, it can make breathing really hard. And um, I would say there was about three, three days where it was really rough. And, like, I was taking care of her a bunch because Amber wound up getting it, too. So she was down sick. And so she, like, she was trying to rest, and so I was, you know, working during, you know, during the day, during the mornings, once the girls were off to school, taking care of, you know, Abby as much as I could, and and Amber was doing what she could, but it was the longest fucking week of my life. Like, it it sounds so stupid and petty, but by Friday, I was just like, I want to go out for a pack of cigarettes. I don't smoke. (laughs) And I want to drive to California. (laughs) Like, I was just, I was not in a good spot mentally. But, that aside, I did get some really good gaming in uh, between kidnaps. Uh, kids taking naps, sorry. That's like <laughs> Kidnap! Yeah, it's that's an after cool. alert! <laughs> Adventure gets better! No, um, oh, excuse me. So, um, 
we'll get we'll get I, I did extra life again this year. We'll get to that once we get towards the news. Um, so I'll talk about kind of what I've been playing. Um, actually, how about you tell me what you've been playing first, Nick, and then I'll get into my shit. Sure. Um, so you know, obviously, just coming out of Halloween, uh, I did mm-hmm. Resident Evil Village finally playthrough. Um, oh, what do you think of that? Oh man, is it so fun? It and, and the other crazy, you know, again, you know, crazy pandemic stuff. Is like that game came out this year, <laughs> came yeah. out in May. It's like, Wait, holy it crap, did. what year are we in? Yes, <laughs> I came out in May. Yeah, uh, I'm still playing through seven. <laughs> Another fantastic game, though. But uh, yeah, but but it's like May. Of, like for some reason, I thought it was last year. But then I looked at it, I'm like it was May of this year. I'm like man. <laughs> <laughs> where did I go? Anyway, ultimately, I had a blast playing this, and and the thing is, I don't I Damn. don't play too much horror games, but you know, usually, like I'll pick out the ones that I, oh, I say super popular, but in the sense of like, I I, I can tell it's like oh, yeah, it's like it, it's it's a must play. Yeah, it's, it's probably a better way to put it, and it's a very well packaged, fun horror game. Um, it is really good. Like I, I would, I would venture to say, it doesn't necessarily necessarily need the Resident Evil title to it. But I, I you know, I, I kind of see this with movies too, where you know, you can tell like this movie could have stood on its own. It doesn't need like mm-hmm. you know, like the franchise label to make it work, type of thing. Yeah, Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. It should have never been a Halloween movie. It's a good yeah. movie. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, there's plenty. Like uh, one one I always like to point to is like the um uh oh uh. Oh dang it! Uh, it's something with a P. Uh, and it's not, I want to say paranormal. That's not it. Um, Pray. 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 Did we lose Craig? Pray. Oh, pray. <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't think so. Not with pray. Um. Oh no, it's um. Cloverfield. That's, that's what I'm thinking. No, I don't. Uh, uh, oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Cloverfield yeah, Paradox. You know, oh, okay. I was I was thinking par- the Cloverfield paradox was I think it was the last one, but uh, like one. Huh. like the whole Cloverfield field uh, I don't know what do you call it, anthology I guess you could call it franchise Fran- whatever like, yeah. It, it, yeah like the thing is each each film is is great to watch on their own like like you don't yeah. you don't need to watch the previous one to understand the other one so there's there's uh, Cloverfield uh, Cloverfield <laughs> Lane and then the Cloverfield paradox mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I think at this point, if you haven't seen any of them, then, you know, just like watch out spoilers, you know, turn off for the next like 30 seconds. You know, the Cloverfield obviously is like the monster. Cloverfield Lane, I thought was a great one. That's with John Goodman. I love the one with John Goodman, but I feel like they stapled the Cloverfield name onto it. Yeah, exactly. It was like this works on its own. And and it was like it's like the last, you know, what is it? You know, like 15 minutes where they kind of tie in the whole like, you know, Cloverfield, you know, you know, uh, I don't know what you want to again genre overlay yeah mythos yeah Uh, because it's not the it's not the Cloverfield monster but it fits into like you know again that mythos story arc and then same thing with the paradox which is you know in in space and then you know they kind of describe the whole thing and the thing is like all these work by themselves and you don't need you know yeah it doesn't need to be part of that exactly and so anyway long story short Resident Evil Village, I I feel like kind of falls into this. Like it, you don't need to have you know, and I like it's been a while since I played a lot of the other Resident Evil Villages. Mm-hmm. Um, it does tie more into seven apparently. 
I, I oh, yeah, to... yeah. If you haven't played seven, go fucking play seven. Yeah, dude. I'll probably play that oh. next. That'll probably be next on my list. Like, okay, I'll go back and play that. But um, but they do a good enough job of like even even you know, of that telling the story that you don't need to have known of seven. They kind of give you a little prefaces enough to understand what's definitely, going on. Definitely, but I would say seven is if you enjoyed Village, you have to play Seven. Seven, seven. Seven. Seven was good. Seven is definitely good, but it's the more terrifying of the two. Really? Like, okay. Oh, yeah. Seven, there are parts... You could play it in PlayStation VR, too, which... Oh. Yeah, so that, that was one thing I was playing, like, man, this would be awesome and, and ultra-terrifying in VR. Well, the fourth one is pretty fucking terrifying in VR. They just released that on Quest, too. Oh, did they? Okay, I'll have to check that out. It... I, I got it uh, not last weekend, the weekend before when we went to the Ren Fair. Um, I wound up picking it up for that night when we got home. Holy shit, is that VR done right? Again, it was <laughs> stapled on gimmick. Like, right. they really reworked they, they did a good all job the mechanics. It. Nice. Like, like I'm, I'm tempted to try to do a knife run. Like, it's, it's good, dude. It's real good. Highly recommend it. Um, I'll probably play some of that tomorrow if my limbs aren't too sore from the shot. We'll see. <laughs> well, I'll have to add to the you know, yeah. next, next scary game list. But uh, oh, but yeah, but, but ultimately, yeah, a very well done game. Uh, they definitely leave it open for like you know a, a sequel. Uh, you know, as is with the you know the, the Resident Evil series, I think in general. Um, but yeah, Resident like, Evil Nine City. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, like. Ultimately, a very, very, very fun game. I enjoyed. I'm actually going back through it now. I'm enjoying kind of like the new game plus because you get, you know, if you do, oh, things yeah, right, yeah. you know, infinite yeah. ammo. So now I'm just having fun, just like blowing things That's apart. A requirement for Resident Evil, baby. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah. and it definitely has some replayability to it. Uh, I know oh. uh, they. Uh, I got the version that has apparently uh, uh, Resident Evil verse or uh, reverse. You know, it, it's coming. Mm. So I'm looking forward to whenever that is. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to trying whatever that's going to be for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens when that drops. Um, I'm, I'm going to skip, I'm going to skip around my next one. Cause I know you, you were playing it as well, but, uh, also playing back oh. for blood, uh, again, uh, from the beta weekend, like again, still Fine. very solidly put together game. Um, I was a little low key worried on the length of the game based on the beta, but then once we saw the full thing, it's like, it's actually a pretty decently long I was say, It's a campaign. pretty lengthy game, yeah, yeah, for all things considered. Yeah, more or less, like, all of uh, chapter one takes anywhere from, like, an hour and a half to two hours, depending on, you know, how fast you run it. Uh, chapter two is about the same length. Three's a little shorter, and then there's a chapter four, which is basically the final boss. It's just one level. It's kind of over and done <laughs> with. Um, but yeah, like, again tightly packed uh you know game got a, it's a lot of fun kind of playing with the cards and again you got a little yeah. taste of it in via the beta but yeah now that we're into the full game like there's some really crazy stuff you can put together oh yeah with the, the cards. cards are really neat i think it's a really neat addition to the game i like yeah. it a lot yeah it's just like you know you can you can play with you know anything from like you know a shotgun sniper build to you know just like spray and pray you know, uh, LMG yeah. to, you know, just like the master sniper put things down with one shot, you know, no matter what. 
Um, it, you know, again, a lot of combination, you know, and, you know, or you know, you'd be the ultimate melee master. Just, you just swing for the fences. You're like, you're just mowing down things. Yeah. It's awesome. I see you're playing something else. I also have been playing. I forgot to write oh. down. Uh, yeah. So let me, so, uh, with back for blood, they're doing a lot of quality of life stuff throughout the end of the year. Okay. Um, and then DLC, they announced the DLC coming, I think early 2022, uh, <clears throat> via the annual pass. So, uh, I have it via Game Pass, so I'm guessing the annual pass is something I'm, I'm going to have to put money down on if I want that yeah. extra DLC. So, I, played, I played through Chapter yeah. 1 and wound up buying the annual pass. Oh, okay. How how much is yeah. it? It's like 10 bucks. Well, that's not too bad. Okay. Um, yeah, so if, it, if it's something like 10 bucks, I, I, I think that's well worth it. Um, I could definitely see, like, if you don't have Game Pass and you're looking to pick this up, like, if you're a Left 4 Dead fan, absolutely, hands down. Like, th- this is this is the game to get. If you're on the fence, yeah, wait, wait for wait for a discount. I'm sure, like, coming up with the holidays, they might, you know, you know, so, yeah. so, someone's got to have a discount for it. But yeah, if you have Game Pass, absolutely worth the download uh, to play it. You know. Uh, and I think that's going to be very much the theme <laughs> today because a ton yeah. of stuff has been dropping on Game Pass. Um, oh, yeah. Next one, Rift Breaker. This uh, game is so great. Oh, yeah. So you, you, you played this new thing. Okay. That's awesome. not what I was saying. I've been playing this one, too. I forgot to write it down. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah. Well, like I, the giant robot, right? Like, you yeah, come yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, I love this game. It, like, it, it's, <laughs> it's such a, I, I say, well, I, there, there's some hectic moments, but I, more or less, it's a pretty chill game. And it loves, it, 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 it does what I always love to do with, with more or less, it's an RTS, you know, more or less. Um, yeah is being able to build a base and just like hunker down and play base defense. Like yeah. it feels like most RTS is like, you can kind of do it, but ultimately like the AI or whatever, it'll have something that will be able to get past your defenses. Whereas this is like, it is primarily built around, you know, Turtling. turtling up and you know, h- yeah. How well can you build your base? And obviously like there are mounting enemies that can, you know, eventually like, you know, horde mode break past if you have lesser, defenses but you know obviously you have a research tree that helps you get better tech uh the missions kind of send you to other parts of the same planet to you know pick up more resources and get you know ultimately you go from like you know ballistic weapons all the way up to like plasma weapons and it's like oh man yeah it just it's a it's a fun little like you know pick up put down it's like oh i got a few minutes at lunch you're like okay let me expand my base over here (laughs) yeah i totally get that feeling from it and like there's something sadistically funny where it's just like you're also fucking up this planet something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the commentary is, is is odd because like you know the, the character is like oh you know we, we want to try and you know uh, make you know not necessarily make peace but it's like we, we try and avoid like like killing most of the wildlife and you're just like <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's a unique game it's one of the first uh, RTSs that I'm actually really enjoying playing on a console with a controller. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think like hands down, like th- there hasn't been one like that because again, you, you, usually you'll get something like the lungs, like the Command and Conquers, the the Starcrafts, you know, where where it's just like you, you got to, you know, granted those are more multiplayer geared and whatnot, but you know, it's like it's it's always like you got to build your base as fast as you can, and you know, ultimately your base is going to get you know you know punched in, so you got to yeah. go on the attack and all this stuff. Whereas this one, it's like. Your base, you know, does you know? I say more or less the heavy lifting, and again, you're going out as a as a one person kind of like robot, explorer, yeah, yeah, and exploring this planet. Being able, you know, it, obviously, you're given your own set of weapons and whatnot, be able to like fight back. 
Um, but ultimately, like if, if you know, you get like a horde horde is coming in alert, and it's like, okay, run back to your base, you know, turtle up <laughs> and survive. Yeah, exactly. Well, I said, well, I say run. There's also like a teleport ability. Usually, I'm like warping yep. back and like, okay, let's go. <laughs> but, Come on, uh, sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, bring it on. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it, it it's been a lot of fun. I've been playing that on, on stream a little bit, and that knows that that's a, that's a lot of fun. And then uh, uh, the last one uh, you were playing over the weekend, I, I picked it up uh, on Tuesday via the regular Game Pass, is Forza 5. Holy crap. Forza Horizon 5. It, it, I mean, it looked good on the E3 stuff, but man, like playing in person, like oh. it looks fantastic. On the Series X and PC, I was more shocked. Like, I have a really good PC. Like, I have a TI 1080, I think 1080 TI. Yeah, it's a good TI, video yeah. card, but it's starting to show its age with certain games and i was actually hmm. really concerned i was concerned about forza horizon 5 because of how good i saw it looked man it ran like butter and i streamed the shit out of that game on extra life i, for, I at least yeah, looked great hours oh yeah yeah i was able to catch a little bit he's like, he's like oh i'm looking forward to this on tuesday <laughs> <laughs> it was fun man and it's it's got a ton of of like again I've I've like I've barely scratched the surface. I mean it's seriously an iceberg you know style game, and it's oh, like yeah. there's so many features to it. Um and and you know I'm looking forward to getting more into like the you know, the player style challenges. Uh, Those are just, fun. Just like the full depth of like what is possible. Um obviously I think it has a great carless. You know you know that I was like like I know you uh, know streaming on Tuesday yesterday. Um, yeah. uh, like I, I, I must have spent a good like half hour just like looking through all the cars and just like, oh yeah, oh, I yeah. recognize this car because it's it's also been a while since I've played, uh, oh, yeah. or, uh, a, a car game. Like, yeah, you know, I think I've like I've dabbled whenever been you know been at like your house or you know wh wherever, but I haven't yeah, like, pretty much you know owned a car game in quite a while. So it's good to like sit down. It's like, oh yeah, here's here's like you know the Lamborghini Countach. Here's here's the Austin Martins. Oh yeah, the, there's the James Bond car. And yep. um, apparently they do have DeLoreans, but you cannot buy them. You got to find them via uh, what are called barn, yeah, the barn finder events. Yeah. Um, yep. So they're out there. You just got to go find them. It's like, oh, yeah. All right. I found. I'm pretty sure I found the car that was from Steve McQueen's bullet. I'm waiting for it to get finished being restored. I, I've I've heard that and and I didn't even know about this movie. Chat was telling me about this and it's like you know it's like it's like one of the greatest you know car movies ever. It's like the first car chase movie ever. It's yeah. like one of the and first like, ones. Yeah, I've, I've like in Steve McQueen. It's like I've never even heard of this thing. So I, I got to oh, go out and, and watch Frog. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm watching it this week. And don't worry. <laughs> it's like okay. Bullet, like, Bullet is Ronan's great grandpa. I was about to say, like that to me, that, you know, that's what I said. Like, you know, another great, you know, car chase movie is Ronan. Ronan know, with, with De Niro and John was it Jean Pierre and uh, yep, uh, yep, yep. and uh, uh, Stalin Skarsgård is in it. You know, great, yeah, great movie. Of, in it. Sean Bean. It's one of yeah, Stalin. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, early Sean Bean. Yep. Early Sean Bean. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's any other big players. Uh, oh, 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 uh, what's his face? Jonathan Price. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's a phenomenal cast, and I think it was one of the last Frankenheimer movies, and it was like his swan song of car chase movies. Oh yeah, and, um, and, and yeah, it's not a big I, part of it either. It's like, but it's just like this really pivotal <laughs> part of say, the movie. It's not a Fast and Furious kind of like. It's no, 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 no. But no. it's definitely a a pretty big component of the yeah. movie that really I think 
set the pace for those movies to come out. But yeah, no, it's um, I found the Steve McQueen car, and I found, um, fuck, what was the other one? Uh, oh, pretty sure I found one of the original James Bond car. Yeah, I think uh, I think the DB5. Well, I saw that the DB5 is purchasable. Uh, I didn't I didn't see if there's any other versions of it. I didn't see the the like the um, uh, Casino Royale. Was it the 2010 Austin Martin? I don't know which one. I don't know which one that is. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But uh, whatever they said, I forget now. But whatever they said when I found it, I was like, is this a James Bond car? But the one <laughs> like, oh, this is in that movie. In, with the detective, and I'm like, that's fucking Bullet. That's the car from fucking Bullet. Ah. Like, I was, I was but yeah, there's it's there's so many layers to that game, dude. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just that game gets me pumped. It's good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to you know kind of like diving into that more. Uh, again, love all you know. There's like all all the basic functionality of a race game is there. I, again, I, I'm kind of a little more interested in like kind of the more bizarre. Again, like the the community created stuff. There's gonna be like. um Oh, there's awesome stuff. Like it, like demo derby stuff. I think is supposed to be. It's either it's either in or coming soon. Uh, from what I remember, the E three stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, yeah. Did you did you show up when I was doing the player challenges? Uh, I think I caught one of them. Uh, where there was like it was like uh, I think I caught two of them. You did. There's one where it's like a huge straightaway dragway race, and another one where it had a ramp. And you then know, you're, the just like, you're just like off oh. into space. <laughs> that was amazing. But yeah, but it's like there is some real neat shit that people have created that it's like some of them are like really challenging but really fun. There was there was a couple I had to retry. But yeah, once you start once you start getting into that, it's like <laughs> it's like when Tarantino was talking to uh Opie and Anthony about like being a serious movie buff it's like when you're playing fours and you're you're doing the races he's like you know that's when you're getting the the dvd screeners and he goes but when you move on to collecting prints that's heroin man <laughs> <laughs> like once once you start uh once you start getting into some of the player created stuff like you start to realize the freaking powerful tools this game just puts in the hands of creative people especially like if you go buy a new car even now, and the game hasn't been out a week, um, you get to you can download like livery that people have done themselves and shared. Oh yeah, and, like apparently like templates, tunings, you know, like all well, kinds of stuff that. you can you can export. But even cosmetics, like some people have made some amazing like car decals and oh paint nice okay. And stuff. Like my my girls are into these fucking stupid YouTubers, and I was like, oh, I just wonder if. And I put in the name of the YouTuber, and they had like their their share the love symbol, and I was just like, God damn it! So I had to get, I had to buy Paige a green Lamborghini with the symbol on the the hood of the car. And she's like, I got my share Gini, and I was like, ugh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Ford's is solid, man. But uh. All right, well, I'll move into what I've been playing. Yes, uh, yeah, so what have you you've been playing? I will start with Forza. Obviously, yes, like I said, I, I played a good seven, eight hours of that uh, this past weekend uh, for Extra Life. Um, yeah, that means I bought the Premium Edition. But this is like, this is that one series, uh, Horizon and the regular Forza series, uh, that I really, really always go all out. Like, it's one of my favorite, favorite games. I mean, I've, I know we've told the story of, like, Nick and I playing Forza 2 on my Xbox 360. Poor <laughs> German, guys. And, uh, oh, Vita Zane! Oh, Vita Zane! <laughs> I, 
Bam, right to the wall, there comes you with my Alphitas Animaticon. <laughs> oh, that is a memory for the ages. <laughs> that was great. I saw you type that too as I was racing. I was <laughs> <laughing> so hard. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's there's really not much more to be said other than like if you played uh, Horizon 4, um, you know, the, you'll read a lot of reviews that are like, it doesn't really do too much new and it, it doesn't really but it doesn't have to like this game has so much cool stuff to it it does dude there are some new stuff like with the biomes and um a lot of the it, the travel in this game definitely feels a lot freer and forza horizon 4 was pretty wide open but this one feels like you could just drive up mountainsides at times it's really wild mm-hmm. <clears throat> so definitely uh if you're even remotely a fan of the series it's a must grab on Game Pass at this point. Yeah, so I'm playing absolutely. that. Um, I'm still hopelessly hooked on the Legend of Heroes series. I beat the first uh, Trails in the Sky um, earlier this week. Absolutely, absolutely love. This is the original, like the original series that came to the U.S. Um, in the PS2 era, I think. I might be wrong there, but it um. It's just, it's a fantastic uh, role-playing game series. There's not a lot of groundbreaking stuff in the gameplay, but it's there's enough there to keep it interesting. But it's just, again, it's a, a story that is just a slow build, a slow cook. But once it gets going and once the stove fire is lit, it's like all you want to play. And this one really had me going right up to the end, thinking, oh, yeah, here comes this payoff I was hoping to see. And then bam like the big reveal and you're like holy shit and then game one ends and you're like oh and so it's like immediately i've already bought every game in the series just because i'm so <laughs> but i immediately was like okay install two wait 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 now let's play <laughs> and like it takes takes place pretty much right after <clears throat> and um i'm always so impressed with this series doing that because you know, part of the reason they set every Final Fantasy in a different universe is because they don't want to worry about what happened and, like, have to worry about what this character said or that character said, whereas this game just says F that. And I, I swear to God, their storyboards and, and world notes must take up entire houses. <laughs> it's deep, and, like, it's every NPC has a fucking story, and it just continues as you go through this game, and there's entire towns and entire cities, and if, like, Jack was running the bar in the beginning town, guess what? Jack is still running the bar, and you've come back after your long adventure, and they react like they would, like, holy crap, where have you been? Like, you're older, and got some scars, like, what's going on? Like, it's just... It's very believable, and it's very easy to get lost in it, so I'm, I'm really having fun with it. <clears throat> um, another one that I, I, I've been playing that I think you would really like on stream, Nick, because I think it would definitely be a fun one um, to play with people watching. I don't know. I don't think it has a multiplayer component. Uh, Ziggurat 2. It's a first-person wizardy game. Oh. Um, roguelite you know, generated pyramids or generated uh, dungeons or towers. Like, there's an overall campaign and quest, but each level is procedurally generated, 
and it's got like Indiana Jones style traps and enemies you have to kill and bosses you have to fight. And it's nice and fast-paced, not too fast-paced for an old guy like me, but it's a wonderful game to pick up and play for 20 minutes and make some progress and get some cool stuff to transfer over to the next game or, you know, your next run. And um, I, I really like it. Like, it's a really... It's a neat world. Uh, the characters seem pretty cool so far. It's not deep on the story, but it's another one you want to just run around some pyramids, blow up some monsters, and get cool things and treasure and... You know, buy stuff at the hub when you get back. It's it's fun. I'm having a lot more fun with it than I thought I would. Um, <clears throat> I just started playing um, two other games. Uh, Jurassic Park Evolution 2. <laughs> nice. Just came out. I love what they're doing with this one so far. Uh, especially because they, they brought back Uncle Jeff Goldblum. Oh, he's back. Nice. And he was in the first one, too. Um, so he's, he's part of this one too. Um, it's a neat change from what the first one was, at least right now, this might change depending on the campaign mission. Uh, at this point, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, like the dinosaurs have escaped the parts. And now, <laughs> what? what? And now humanity, oh, what? Uh, now humanity, <laughs> Now humanity's trying to, like, live with them, um, you know, keep them under control. And you start out in Arizona, uh, basically it's like you're building a preserve because there are some dinosaurs nearby and, like, that you basically are going to capture, corral, and then, like, basically keep in, um, like, a, 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 game, a game preserve, like, where people, you know, can go visit the animals and shit, but it's meant to keep them there and keep them safe. <clears throat> um, that was the intro mission. I beat that one. Uh, there's a lot of neat mechanics to it where, like, you have ranger stations. Like, whenever you... Like, you'll get a report that there's some dinosaurs out in the wild. And so you'll jump in this helicopter, uh, the capture copter, and literally you'll take direct control of it. You can, Or you can just send it automatically like it's an RTS, and it'll do it. Or you can control it, fly over, and when you see them, then you can hop into the gunner seat with the tranquilizer rifle and dart the dinosaur from the air and then you basically call in a transport chopper to bring it into your park and then like you build the you have to build an enclosure preferably do that before you bring the dinosaur back uh just because uh you don't want them running around and then um build up the habitat so it's something they like and then so anyway you do that you get off the ground and now i have to go to canada or near canada because they found a dinosaur poaching ring that was basically, like, building an area to contain them and harvest them and, and all this stuff, and they got out. So now it's like, I gotta turn it into something habitable for them, whatever. Anyway, it's interesting. I'm liking the, the game so far. I've barely scratched the surface. Looking forward to playing more. And then, finally, uh, <clears throat> if you saw on the, the save point, uh, ever since the, the new Dune movie came out, which I saw in very... Oh, like, man. Such, such a good film. Such a I was going to say, I'm gonna, I'll say what I've been playing, and then I want to talk to you about that. Yeah, 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 Fine. absolutely. So, uh, there's no Dune games uh, anymore. They're it hard to find. Um, you can find them on the Internet Archive. I, I just realized that. But not only are they hard to find, they're hard to play, unless you get, like, DOSBox and stuff like that. Like, GOG hasn't uh, gotten the rights to do it yet. I really hope they do. the movie gives them some momentum to do that. 
<clears throat> so, in the meantime, I've been playing Homeworld Deserts of Karak. Ah, uh, classic. I've never played the Homeworld series. This was apparently a new Homeworld that came out a couple years ago now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to say back in 2015. Deserts of Karak? I thought that was... Maybe you're right. Because I know the original Homeworld's pretty old. Um... Homeworld, Deserts of Karak. You're right, 2016. Fuck hey, me. I was pretty close. So I've never played this before. <clears throat> and it absolutely feels like a Dune game. I, I feel like they wanted to make a Dune game, couldn't get the rights, and said, fuck it, cut them up. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of see that, yeah. Um, so, But I dig it a lot so far. Um, I can't wait to play more of this. Like, This is my, my zen game, sit down and like really dive into my RTS and get my chops wet. Um, yeah, it's definitely yeah. like a mind bender for me in terms of, you know, like he's like, it's, it's an RTS, but it's a 3D RTS and oh, that yeah. you have to take, yeah, it's taken to the factor of the Z axis. I don't think you have to do it too much, but, uh, um, I found if you don't, you're going to get your ass whooped. Uh, uh, yeah, ex <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you, you know, you have to factor in enough, I should say. Um, but yeah, yeah it's like, yeah, that threw me for such it's a loop. Paint. Get your tanks to the top of the hill. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, but you know, once I figured, it's like, okay, the Z-axis is very, you know, is, is at least some measure of importance. Like, ah, oh, okay, it now I got means this. <laughs> yeah, it actually means something. It's like, ah, oh, okay, now I get it. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, it, yeah, very, very fun game. And I do love that they found a way to make aircraft carriers become desert fucking thingies oh That's yeah super cool. <laughs> super cool but uh yeah so I'm, I'm really digging that so far um all right so let's get into release highlights i didn't put this in here because i kind of forgot that it released between our last episode so we're just going to start off with it since we already dropped the ball you know yes I, I, I was being, i was just gonna do the same thing and i like totally i'm like i'm forgetting something what is it i was like yes dude <laughs> all right what did you think um, let me let me let me let me restart. Have you sure, read sure, sure. any of the books? I have not read the books, so I, I, I'm going from the perspective of having seen the '84. I remember watching the Children of Dune series on Sci-Fi, but I got to rewatch it. So, did you see? Did you see the original the the Dune the original like Dune series that Sci-Fi did before Children of Dune? No, was there? Yes, oh. <laughs> that's what made them make Children of Dune because this yeah. one did so well. Okay, I'll, well, I'll, have to, I'll have to look so for keep that. Talking. I'm, keep talking. Keep okay. talking. I'll send yeah, you. Yeah. So it's otherwise uh, impossible to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, like basically, I needed to go and try and find it. I think I think I have Children of Dune. I have to check mm -hmm. my, my my DVD library, but um. Anyway, um. So you know, go, going into it from not having read the book, but. Having seen like the '84 and you know barely remembering the the, the sci-fi one, um, and I actually pre-watched the '84 uh, the weekend before uh, before release of of uh, Dune Twenty One, okay. just just to help me like refresh in terms of like general <laughs> characters and, and whatnot. It's like it's like okay, like you know obviously the the, the plot line is like okay, like you know, I got the plot line, but there's a lot of characters. Yeah, and doing it again with so it's like okay, I'm, I'm gonna watch it for a refresher on the characters that way I can concentrate on the more like details of whatever 21 happens to drop. Um, sure. <clears throat> and yeah, I'll, I'll preface it as this I'll make references to 84 a lot, but 
each film stands on its own. It's not like oh, twenty one is not. It's not twenty one is better. Eighty four is better. No, 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 no. It's like like they are, they are their own individual works, and I'm just using it as a general comparison, not a you know this one's better than than this one. Um, that being said, twenty one blew me away. Like it is just a visual and auditory tapestry. It is a feast. Yeah, and and you know, uh, and from from a visual perspective, like everything is so unique. I need to I, like I I actually want to watch it again for because I think it leaves HBO on the twenty first, so I need to rewatch it again. Yeah, I do want to watch it one more uh, um, time. But um, like you know, like visually, like everything is so distinct. Like eighty four kind of did this a little bit, but it was kind of like it felt a little more jumbled the way they did it. They were um, limited to what they could do with the technology. Exactly. Like, yeah, we're talking about 1984. So this is like, you know, three years after Return of the Jedi type of deal. Um, so with those, it was very much like, you know, still miniatures and 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 whatnot. Granted, I I'm like I'm I gotta watch more of the behind the scenes. I don't think they commented on it, but I feel like they use bigotures almost. Oh, yes. There's in, a lot of bigotures. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it just it, it like Again, like it's like you can almost tell it's like okay, there, there. It's definitely CGI happening here, but there's a lot of reality happening at the same time. So it's like I'm wondering if they're pulling some, you know, like Peter Jackson bigotures, you absolutely. know, absolutely, absolutely business here. But um, but yeah, like you know, every uh, I, I think it plays better into the story again when you when you look at the details. Like you know, if you're if you're going into completely fresh, it's probably like way over your head, but. The fact that you know, you know, the Harkonnens have a very distinct, you know, look to them, you know, from their their troops to their ships and whatnot. Uh, the Harkonnens, uh, uh, same thing. Uh, now, I was a little bummed, and and this is more the fact that it clearly and and unfortunately they have now confirmed they are doing a part two. Yes, but they didn't like. We only had like a brief glimpse of uh, the I say the Imperial. Uh, they barely uh, showed the emperor. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they didn't. They didn't even they show didn't the emperor. Show it, yeah. yeah, yeah. They didn't even show the emperor. It was just like the the one uh, messenger, you know, on the one scene. Yeah. And so you, you get a little bit of a taste of it, but not a lot. Like, and and most of it, you know, the rest of the film they spend on you know, uh, Atreides Harkonnen. Yeah, Atreides Harkonnen and all that. Yeah. Um, and and I love I love this fact that they for Atreides it's very much you know although you know they, they say you know it's, you know it's sea power air power like it's very much like like once they you know, like I was done watching the film I you know realized from all the all their phrases and whatnot yeah. it's like my god there is such a nautical theme going on here you know from oh stem yeah to, you know, stem to stern no pun intended like everything from the ships just look like these big hulking you know uh, tankers. Obviously, the boat whistle type thing going on. Uh, yep. I even noticed like their, um, uh, their uh, military dress. The best way to describe it, or like you know, chain links. You know, like a you know, like a ship's. Um, I love the bagpipe thing. Like, like I, I don't. I, that I, is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think I was watching behind the scenes. I don't know where the bagpipe thing originated from. I don't know if it's in the books or not. But they were saying like you know, it's like it's like you know this this bagpiper you know plays them on to Arrakis, and there's this uh, behind the scenes where you know uh, Villeneuve and and Z uh, Hans Zimmer's in there, and Zimmer's like, well, I got to put a bagpipe in that, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I guess like he hired something like seven or fourteen something like that uh, 
world like class bagpipers to be part of the score and oh, amazing and yeah and, and like it's it's and it's beautifully worked because like the thing is the bagpipe is really hard to you know not say play well but like integrate into a score and like obviously it works well for like you know you look at like braveheart or something like okay it works because yeah scotland it makes sense and all that but for like a like putting it into a sci-fi movie and and you know this blend of like you know the bagpipe that almost becomes semi-electronic a little bit but not and it worked not synthy and and it, but yeah you, you, again the, and this goes to the auditory tapestry part where it's like you know from an auditory standpoint again just this beautiful tapestry from Hans Zimmer again you know we had the visuals where it's like the Harkonnens are very bug-like uh the Atreides are very you know nautical and and aerospace yeah. And you know Zimmer does these you know similar things in terms of theming, just like again oh, you have yeah. like the, this you know this bagpipe esque theme. Uh, uh, I say Icarus, but um, yeah, uh, uh, Dune uh, has its own theme. The desert has its oh, own. Oh yeah, Arrakis has its own. Arrakis, theme. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The have their own. Theme, yes, and it's very it's very distinct auditory cues. Yeah, it's it's distinct and and it, but it's also subtle too because I mean it, it's not it's not like your Star Wars you know John Williams style where it's like it's a it's like you know the theme kind of punches you in the face which isn't necessarily a bad thing but it's like it's very subtle so I had to like you know it's like you know I watched the movie and then I listened to the soundtrack it's like ah oh ah aha oh. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get the soundtrack that's what I haven't done yet I gotta yeah. get that soundtrack. Yeah, it's like you know, listen and, and know which track you're listening to, and then you'll be like, "Oh, ah!" And like you won't you won't see the scene, but you can hear like, "Okay, this is what he's doing for it. This makes sense." And, and again, yeah. it's like there's so many layers to it, and 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 I'll I'll wrap up like, um, I was I I say the only bummed part was that in in basically. They ended at the first half of the movie of '84, essentially. Like, obviously, yeah. 80, '84 goes goes you know a whole, whole lot longer, but they stopped at like halfway, and we got in you know when the movie ends, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> we got it, we got it. Wait, now when I, obviously when I watched it, they had not yet confirmed. We're like, oh no, they they better they problem. better do a part two, and then I think like a week or two later, they confirmed like, okay, yeah, we are we are greenlit for part two. And it's like the, they're going to start filming in in next year, and then I, I think the movie's supposed to drop in twenty three, is the yeah. idea. And yeah, I think in theory yeah. it's supposed to be actually a trilogy, is what he's looking to do eventually. I guess so. I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward. To it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I so you know as we talk about when they talk in the Lord of the Rings behind the scenes where Tolkien starts realizing like all these narrative debts that he stacked up. <laughs> so I loved it. I love the movie. And I think you framed it perfectly for me because I, I was talking to my boss about it. We're both big Dune fans. I'm rereading the books because the last time I read them, I was, I don't even think I was a teenager yet. Mm -hmm. um, so for those who haven't read the books and I'm only talking about Dune, Dune Messiah and, I think Children comes next. I have not read the rest of the series, and I've I've heard, eh, you're not missing too much. But they're very um, introspective. Uh, a lot of things that happen in the books, you're reading, a lot of times you're reading people's thoughts, um, which should seem familiar to you if you saw the Lynch version. Like, you'll hear, like, a lot of, like, voiceovers of mm, people's yeah. thoughts. As real big in the books is, is you're hearing... Uh, what people are thinking and 
I think the Lynch movie really nailed a lot of the um, the mental aspect of the books, the the narration, the thoughts, the the one thing that I will say that I was a little disappointed with, and it's a big thing they talk about it in the sci-fi one, you know, they, and it's it's so important to the universe. They didn't really explain or even talk about mentats. Now, mentats are basically like human computers. Mm -hmm. um, because in the Dune universe, because of a great calamity, AI is outlawed. AI of any kind is outlawed. And it's it's like called abomination and must be destroyed. And <clears throat> so they they supplemented this by humans going through this training program that basically turns them into giant like personal databases like and Thufer Howitt, who you you met in the new Dune movie, um, he's in House of Trades. He's kind of the big dude, the bigger dude that yeah, yeah. um mm -hmm. I know you're talking about. Yeah, so Thufer's a mentat. Like you wouldn't know that aside from one scene where they ask him a question and his eyes kind of like rolled up in his yeah. head. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> but other than that, like they didn't make any mention of it. So I was like, all right, well they better talk about it because again, like at some point they have to. It's it's a really big part of this universe. They're usually like advisors to royalty. That's why you see him with Duke Leto, uh, etc. Another thing that I but what I will say that like what I so that's where the Lynch movie stands. The Lynch movie dove into a lot more of that um, psychology shit and the, the mental wave of the books. What I think this movie did well, very well, and like you said, visually, I think this is the first time we have had the technology to transfer what I'm sure many people saw in their heads with these books as far as the technology mm -hmm. on the screen. Absolutely. Like, the shields in the Lynch version, that's not what I saw in my head. I get what they were trying to do. Yeah. <clears throat> but I did not picture giant fucking red gobots. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, it definitely speaks to, you know, the, the, the tech of the times. Like, you know, how, how do they negotiate that? But, yeah, it, it, like, yeah, the shielding that they, they did on the 21 is like, that is clever. I yeah. like that. Sci-fi was it, pretty close. What, was it? Okay. I, like I said, I, I need to rewatch it to, like, see see – like, because he's like, I remember of it, but I don't like. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you anything. You know, it's like so, specific from it. So let me let me let me let me put the three on on the pedestal here. So the okay. Lynch movie again nails the introspection, the thoughts, the narration, the deeper sides of these characters that they mm -hmm. just didn't have time to tell in the new one. The sci-fi one, I thought nailed a lot more of the story beats, but they also did it in three parts, and. But it, it went through all of the, um, you, you learned about the Mentats, you learned about, you learned more about House Harkonnen um, and, and House Atreides. Again, but sci-fi, the effects for a majority of it kind of sucked because it was a sci-fi budget. So like, right. yeah. there are scenes, especially if you have the DVD version or you watch the one I sent you on YouTube, we were like, oh, shit, yeah, that's definitely a matte painting, and they didn't pay much for it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but, what I, again, what I think this movie did so well, like, the ornithopters. Mm -hmm. like, there's no reference of technology in today that we even have that's even like that. But it's such a distinct thing in the books, and it's so... this It's described so much in depth that, like, 
I think everybody that was picturing an ornithopter, you finally saw what you saw in your head on screen here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the characters are definitely well done. Like, Paul is finally the age that he should be. (laughs) Um, (laughs) As he is in the book. Um, But to, to your point, Nick, I'm really surprised... And maybe they cut it because they weren't sure they were going to have a part two. But, like, they're going to have to have a nice little, like, somehow a bunch of scenes with the Emperor, uh, you know, Shaddam and, and the 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 whole Imperial sect. Because there's somebody in that family that's very fucking important to these books. Yes. Quote, unquote, she's the one narrating the book as you read it like she's she's basically the books are her diary of what happened you know on arrakis and and all this stuff yeah and that's how the 84 kind of opens with that yeah and and yeah you're you're definitely hitting the nail on the head like you as i'm watching it's like it's like man it's like i really wish we had more of the 84 inner inner thought because it's something that's i say extremely unique to movies in general like it's very so rare that you get a character's inner thought at any time it's always like they have to they have to expound on on their thoughts somehow verbally uh, or yeah or or like there's you know i i say a lot of like face acting type of thing but that doesn't usually you don't get a lot of that like you know I, I, again you'll get like someone you know doing exposition it'll be like a voiceover maybe, maybe someone's like you know reading a report or something like that you know if, if they don't do inner thought but it's like that was one thing i liked about the 84 it's like it was so unique and i think it still is unique that oh yeah but it's you, you don't have characters doing that yeah, yeah, it, it makes sense. Like, if that was part of the books, like that's that's why they put it in the eighty four. And oh, yeah. I, I was a little surprised they didn't do more. Like, I, I think they did a little they, bit they here and there. Like, like, they hit a lot of the key yeah. uh, beats. Like, yeah. Kynes, Kynes going, he'll know your ways as if born to them. Like, that's right. a huge, a huge drop in the book. Um, so yeah, I think they they kind of do it through the dream sequences a little bit too. Uh, mm-hmm. They kind of you know turn inner thought into kind of like the I say an inner vision so to speak this time. Yes. And that is I got to say this is one thing this movie nailed that none of the other attempts at a visual medium did. And they did it without telling you. Right. And the sci-fi one had to tell you, the Lynch one had to tell you. This one didn't and I thought it was brilliant. But they clearly illustrated that yes, Paul has visions, but they don't always come true. And that is what they did brilliantly in this movie that the book showed. And that was the, the Jameis scene. Mm-hmm, at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you see the scenes where he's like, wait, I thought they were going to be friends. Yeah, like, like, I'm going to teach you the ways of the desert. Like, I, I guess not. <laughs> so yeah. Like the spice activates something in Paul and he, because of the spice and the reaction that he gets to it, he sees visions that might come to pass. And basically, the spice is showing him possible futures. And he realizes that in the book, in the Jameis fight. And right. that's why, like, but they didn't have to say it. And that's what I thought was so genius about this movie, is they showed it without telling you, and they did it brilliantly. Like, like the whole, and the other one that they showed was like, Duncan still living. Uh, spoiler alert! Fuck you if you haven't read the book. <laughs> the movie. But like Duncan actually like living with them in the Fremen, like that was a possible future. Like, um, just very very cool. 
Uh, I very much enjoyed it. Visually, audially, I have to agree with you. Like, It's one of the best-looking, best-sounding movies I've seen in, in years. Um, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do with the second one. Uh, I kind of... Like... I'm mixed. Like, I kind of wish they would have told a more complete story if they weren't sure they were going to get greenlit for two. Because um, I would have been really pissed if they didn't. But I also figured this movie would probably do pretty well. Um, and thankfully it did. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's odd to do, and I enjoyed it. I might go watch it again tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, some releases coming up in games this week. We have Battlefield 2042. I'm actually interested in trying that out. I liked the original one they did with that uh, back in the day. That hits tomorrow, uh, the 11th. <clears throat> uh, Forza Horizon 5, we talked about. That's out. Jurassic Park Evolution 2 is out. Game Pass, holy sweet gods. <laughs> What's Forgotten City? Uh, oh, uh, oh so... that's the Skyrim mod? Yes, that yes, exactly. So, so I think that's... <laughs> kind of tied in because of the Bethesda, you know, uh, buyout and whatnot. But yeah, I remember seeing a demo of it at one of the PAXs and I'm like, oh, this looks really good. It's, it's like kind of quasi like search for Atlantis, but yeah, it's built on top of this, of Skyrim engine. Um, but it's kind of like a murder mystery with mixed in with like you Rome, know, yeah. search for Atlantis, you know, but in, yeah, in Roman times. So it's like, Ooh, I got to put that on there. Apparently that that's hit. Um, and uh yeah like there's a whole handful more uh, like again th these are just like super highlights that I, that i picked it's like oh, yeah. yeah uh obviously halo is coming out in two, or two coming. yeah less than a month now uh yeah, halo halo infinite looks fucking great it looks good <laughs> i didn't realize icarus was oh, coming out you're, so you're soon going robot on me hello oh oh am i losing you uh-oh are we losing internet nick Nick, do I have you? Do I have uh, internet? Can you hear me? All right. Well, we're we'll give back. You a pass. We'll give you a pass on this one, Craig, because yeah, I think I Discord think took Dis a poop. Yeah, I think Discord totally shit itself um, on a network perspective. All right. So we left off talking about release highlights. Um, Game Pass. We were talking about Forgotten City, uh, kind of a mystery murder in Rome. Yes. Uh, Definitely want to check that one out. That looks like a really cool Zen game to play around in, and if you like kill somebody, it like resets. So it's kind of a interesting time loop kind of deal. Oh, okay. Like, uh, nice. Yeah, from what I heard, it's it's a fun romp. Uh, Halo Infinite's coming out December eighth. Cannot wait to play some Halo Infinite. Yeah, looking forward to that. Doing some doing some of the campaign at least. Icarus, my god, the more I see about this game, the more pissed I am at myself for not playing the beta, but now I'm at the point where I just want to be surprised by it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, surprisingly, at this point, I've stopped playing the betas, not because it's bad, but because uh, that same exact reason, just like, I want to be surprised, like, you know, I enjoy, enjoy, very much enjoyed the betas, but now it's like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna wait for kind of final launch at this point, um, try and be surprised by things. Because uh, more or less, like almost every weekend, it's been basically like you rush for like the two days to try and pull off the mission, you know, the beta mission, I should say, and then, you know, that's it. So I'd rather wait until full launch where it's like, okay, we're gonna have a lot more time to yeah. enjoy the game, and not have to like you know barrel roll through a weekend. It's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for that because yeah, yeah, everything I'm seeing like it's looking great. Um, 
Apparently, there's gonna even give me like a station you can roam around on, a you know, between yeah, like a hub one. or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't, they haven't showed that off yet. I kind of want to see what that is. So it's, it's more like I'm, I kind of poke my head in for the beta weekends just to see like you know what's new, anything, anything I should know. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm not uh, not really fully playing like I was in the first initial beta weekends. But you know, again, not not because I don't like it, but it's because like I'm you know I kind of want to wait up for the full thing. Yeah, you dig it. You just want to be surprised now. Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'll definitely be picking that up on the fourth because I watched you play it a bit, and and I've seen some videos. It's my deal. I want to play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, that, I say Zen survival. It's very fun. <laughs> you know, bears come out and maul you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into news. So, this past weekend was Extra Life 2021. Uh, I did my best to do the 24-hour marathon. I made it 18 and a half hours. That's not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Did you do it too, Nick, or were you just hanging around? No, I was just, I was just hanging around. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I um, I started at four in the, well, 5.30 in the morning Saturday. I wanted to start at 4. And um, played a ton of Forza Horizon 5. And I, I played a few miscellaneous games just to try some weird shit while I was on there. I tried Prison Simulator. <laughs> um, prison Simulator. More to it than I thought there would be. Okay. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of mini games, um, a lot of quests, and basically you're a new prison guard, and you gotta fucking like take them to the workshop and keep order. And I basically just become uh, fucking what is, I forget the guy's name and. Um, Shawshank. Was it Hadley or something like that, right? Hadley, yes, Hadley. Thank you. No, not Brooks Hadley. Uh, the guy with the billy club that's just like... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I forget the actor's name. I know you're talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in Green Mile. He was Bear in Green... Or no, he's not Bear. Uh, no, no, Clancy, no, no, no. Clancy Jones. Clancy yeah, Clancy Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yes, it was, I, was, I was Clancy Jones. Uh, whenever anybody got out of line, just smack him across the head uh, with the club. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, it's not something I'd probably play too much longer, but I, I, I <laughs> played a bunch of that, or played some of that, played a bunch of Forza, played some Trails in the Sky uh, for a little while. Um, the highlight of my day easily was the last few hours of the stream, uh, hanging out with my pal Dave, um, a friend I used to work with at GitHub when I worked at GitHub. Uh, we had been talking about doing this exact game and, and playing this way for about a year and a half. And we just never got a chance to. And finally I was like, you know, I said I was doing Extra Life. He's like, oh man, I'll pop on and play a game with you and keep you awake. So we finally got to play SnowRunner multiplayer. Nice. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's a game that is a slog in patience, but it's at least oh, you're suffering. Yeah. <laughs> at least you suffer together when you play multiplayer. And, oh, my God, there were so many funny moments of just, like, getting stuck and then pulling each other out. And then, like, I went to get steel, and he or I went to get concrete, he went to get steel. And I was all excited. I go to drop the concrete off to build the bridge, but you had to drop the steel off first. And I was like, <laughs> So, like, I dumped the steel off and then realized I can only come back and pick it up with my truck that had a crane. And I was even more pissed off. But uh, no, it was. We had a ton of fun. We probably played for about two, three hours, and um, we really had a good time. So, Dave, it was it was definitely great to hang out with you, man. And uh, we'll definitely be doing this way more regularly than once every year and a half. <laughs> um, 
then my kids joined in whenever I needed a break during the day. That was a lot of fun, actually. My my two older girls, you know, are, are really getting into games now. And um, I was more impressed that Paige and Mia, they wanted to play uh, Kill It With Fire, which is on Game Pass. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <clears throat> um. It's like spiders invade your house, and you have to kill them in creative ways and complete these little missions, and it's it's absurd, but it's just the kind of game they love. And um, what really impressed me, like, I couldn't get the controller to work with it, no matter what I tried. No idea. So I was like, you're going to have to use the keyboard and mouse. She goes, I'll figure it out. And I, I showed her you got to use the WASD keys. She's never played a keyboard and mouse game. Like, they play touchscreen stuff with their tablets, or they play controller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She picked that shit up right away. So did her sister. Like, uh-huh. I, I wouldn't say they're lifetime experts like me. <laughs> like, I could watch their stream and not throw up. Like, they really got the hang of it very quickly. So they, they had a lot of fun helping out. Like, they just love to know that they're they're doing something to help out kids. And it went well. We raised, I think I raised about 100 bucks. A lot of that's on me. I just didn't promote this year like I normally do. And, and having a sick household really drained the life out of me. Uh, in the three weeks leading up to Extra Life. But it was a lot of fun. I really did uh, enjoy helping out this year. I'm, I'm more... I'm insanely proud, even though I just threw 100 bucks into the massive pile that our Good For Gaming group, uh, Mason's Little Warriors, did. Those, those people are such heroes, man. The people that are like part of their stream team, they do this shit all year round. And, like, not marathons, but they're always streaming, always raising money. <clears throat> and I think at the end of Extra Life Day, Mason's Little Warriors was ranked two. Nice. Uh, the second ranked team in the world. Um, they beat out like Giant Bomb, um, and they were really close. I think to the first place team. It was just wow. super super cool. Way like I'm just yeah, I'm so proud of them, man. Like Dave, you bust your ass every year to to do this stuff, and you're just. He's so dedicated to it. Uh, Robopick, the guy that, that's the leader of the group. Like, he just, he, they help out numerous charities. Like, not just the Children's Hospital Network. Like, they, they help out Stack Up. They raise money for mental health. I just, I love what he has built there, even in the past few years that I've been a member. Him and the community. They've just done incredible things. So, it was cool to be a part <clears throat> and help out with them. A couple of the gang came by, hung out for a while. Uh, boys from the Bad Fodder Figures stopped by for a little bit. It was wonderful to see you guys. I, I miss your show, and you really need to get back to doing it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm gonna say. You know, we we're like quoting, uh, you know, quotes from the show, like on their tweets and replies and stuff, like that. The hosts and co-hosts, whenever they say something, and it's just my buddy Los and I were like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like dropping a line from the show where appropriate. It's like, yeah, we miss it. <laughs> Oh, goodness. And, oh, yeah. Um, Control and Tomb Raider are available through Twitch Prime. and Well, Amazon Prime and then Twitch if you link them up. Yeah, Holy so, crap. yeah, like, obviously another handful of, like, you know, smaller games, but, uh, like, the two big ones, uh, I think Control is, is on... Oh. Is is tied in via GOG, which, uh, like, you know, usually it's been, like, Epic or... Uh, I don't know if they direct uh, through Twitch. Yeah, d- direct through Twitch. But yeah, apparently now they tie in with GOG. So controls on oh, GOG, no. and then I think Tomb Raider is via Twitch uh, on the Twitch app oh. uh, side. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, like uh, I forget which Tomb Raider it is, but I think it's the one I have played. 
definitely worth it. Uh, so again, if you have Twitch and Amazon Prime, definitely look to check that out. Pick it up. Yeah, if you've never played games, they're awesome. They're awesome games for sure. All right. Well, we have a surprise tonight. Um, I dropped a question of the bi week, bi month, whatever. Um, <laughs> prior to the show, about an hour before the show, we have a voicemail and a couple of replies. Um, it's getting to be my my favorite time of year now. If you want to leave a voicemail at any point, it doesn't have to be the night we record. But if you ever want to leave a voicemail for us to talk about and discuss, uh, the number for that is six one zero eight one zero one six five four. Um. But, you know, it's getting colder up here in the northeast U.S. It's my favorite time of year, especially as we, like, that first storm, you know, the first winter storm hits. It's coming. Uh, so it just had me thinking, what game has your favorite depiction of winter? Mm. So before we answer, uh, I'll go through the replies, and then we'll play the voicemail, and then Nick and I will give you our answer to kind of wrap things up here. So... Uh, got a reply from our good pal Fred French on Twitter. We haven't heard from Fred in a while. Uh, he's usually the one always calling in the voicemails. And he said, I'd normally call in, but I currently have a crazy cough. So I'll give an answer here. GTA Vice City. And that really dropped my jaw. He goes, nothing like a Florida vibe to chase those winter blues away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hope you guys have a great show. Fred, it's great to hear from you. I'm really glad to know. You know I'm, I'm sad to hear you're sick, but I'm glad to know you're all right. We hadn't heard from you in a while, and we were, we were always you know, kind of like, hey, where's Fred at? We haven't heard from Fred in a while. So it's good to hear you're still kicking, buddy. Uh, let me pull over to the save point. We had a couple of good comments there. Uh, uh, oh, we had a new one even as of eight minutes ago. So let's see what we got. All right. Our buddy Josh said Frostpunk, no doubt. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, yeah, that's but, like yeah. that's like oppressive winter right there. <laughs> I'm going to say, actually, spoiler alert, that's mine. Like, I love, <laughs> I, you know... Like prior to getting like my really great propane heating system, I had this wood pellet stove, and it just wasn't big enough to heat the whole house. So it's like I bought the pellet stove so that I wouldn't have to run the electric baseboards. But wound up having to run the electric baseboards anyway because it didn't keep the house warm enough. But I had to have them both running to make sure we stayed warm enough. <laughs> yeah. Not fun times, but it was one of those like that first day where I really needed to light that thing. And it would just be chilled in the house, like after we went out somewhere or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and it's just like that feeling of like oh, like huddling around the stove and getting warm. Like I played that feeling in Frostpunk, and that was just like, I don't know, like I simultaneously love and hate that feeling. So it was just. Like, <laughs> I think Frostpunk yeah. is one of those games. Where like you just feel cold playing it, you know? Yeah, totally. Like I I said to Josh on the. Facebook, like, I can't wait for the first snow of the year so I can binge that one for a few hours. <laughs> um, our buddy Los of the Talking Place just said, left a voicemail. So he's our voicemail for tonight. And my buddy Steve posted what looks like Skyrim. Yeah, that looks like... I can't think of the name of the keep, but that's probably definitely Skyrim. Mm, mm-hmm. That is a very good depiction of winter, too. Nice little animated uh, gif there. Stoggy, I like it. All right, so let's jump over to Los's voicemail and hear what Mr. Los had to say. There we go. 
What is up? This is Los. Saw the saw the the ask for for answers, so I figured I'd give you guys a call. It's been a while, so you know why not take a little break from Forza, you know, <laughs> uh, you know all the other stuff. But uh, what is the the best? My favorite winter in games. Uh, I love I love questions like this. It reminds me of my old, uh, you know, the quandary of the Fortnite asking random crap. But uh, but I I'm gonna go with a recent one because it's it's one that I still like. I, I've been wanting to play it. Uh, I jumped off the the wagon <laughs> a lot, <laughs> and uh, and it's it's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Ooh, uh, the, the opening. The opening few few hours for me, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know. Maybe the rest of the game is in spring and summer. Who the hell knows? I I haven't even <laughs> I haven't uh, dived that deep yet. But but uh, the opening of Valhalla is very very wintry, and it's very snowy, and it's like it makes me feel cold. And I don't know if it helps that I started playing it last winter, and you know it's like that that went along with it. But uh, but I felt it in my bones, just like playing it and you know trudging through the snow and and all that. So so uh, so I'm gonna go with that because I've been I've been wanting to get back into it, but you know life and and everything else. So so uh, so there you go. So peace out. Have a good show. And and I think I think I'll leave that. It's it's shower time. It's bedtime. Put the kids to bed. All that stuff. So later. <laughs> Thank you, Los. And we say he's our he's our very own Michael Wincott. He's got that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's that's definitely, um, and that's the end of our comments too and voicemails. For me, <clears throat> uh, Frostpunk, like I said, and for the same reasons you were saying, Los, like playing that game, I can feel the cold in my bones. Like when you see like the the survivors like huddling up by the heater core you know or the energy core like it's just it's the feeling is conveyed to where you feel it Valhalla is another great answer um that's that's another one I was I was thinking about because that that first scene but if I had to pick one that might trounce them all it's the opening act of Red Dead Redemption 2 oh man that that was my answer <laughs> like man I'll, I will hand it over to you, but I, I want to hear your thoughts on that one. Yeah, like uh, I think it, I think it's, it's the visual aspect. You know, we we, talk, we obviously yeah. we talked about games that like they make you feel cold, and it's just like the gameplay. Now, I, I don't think I ever felt cold, probably because there wasn't it, it, like it didn't slap you with a mechanic of like you're freezing to death. You gotta you know like yeah. you know hover next to a fire and like you do with like you know frostpunk and all that. But like visually, it's like. Yeah, uh, and, and it's it's the onset. It's not just simply like, oh, you've walked into the snow zone. Now you're tromping around. No, it was like a slow buildup of snow and and you know and a blizzard and, and a blizzard and and just tromping through. Like like if anything, again, it, it gave the evoked the feeling of of traveling through winter. And it, it, I don't think again, I don't yeah. think it ever made me feel cold. But it was like, man, this is good. Just like from the footsteps to the way, like the, you know, the feet were kind of slowing down. Where you just like, you know, you're, you know. Unless you're on snowshoes or something, like yeah, you're like you're walking through like you know knee high you know snowdrifts, like that's what it's gonna be like, and it's like it felt like you were walking through the snow, 
and you know making your way through and and every time again every time you went up into the mountains it wasn't just like the opening act like every time you went back up into the snowy areas is is this exact same feel like you know yeah. this gradual like okay it's like you know the the ground is slowly being covered it's not bad to like yeah you're you're in need waist high snow and just you're just you're just struggling to to get through it you know just you yep. know, the frontier life yeah i mean that's that's my main main reason for that and then the, there's one specific scene where you finally find that cabin and everybody goes in and it's like oh and they're yeah. like just beating the snow off their coats and they're getting the fires going like there i felt it like i've been in that situation and like i could feel mm-hmm. it yeah i'm just having a hard time understanding how los felt that he lives in the middle of florida and so cold to him is probably well let's see it's a nice warm <laughs> it's a nice warm 40, 40 degrees 40 <laughs> degrees outside right now our, our little Los would be an ice cube. <laughs> I say it out of love, brother. <laughs> no, it's, um, it, but yeah, I just, I thought that was a fun one uh, as we get closer to winter here. But, all right, that will wrap this up. I'm actually starting to get a little chilly because my door is shut. <laughs> it might be time to play. Might be time to play Frostpunk now. There you go. <laughs> uh, let's just go to some final thoughts and shout-outs. Um, obviously, big shout-out to y'all still listening and sticking with us. We love y'all. Uh, unfortunately, our great friends in the podcasting industry are all hanging up the mics. We're still here, so we got seats in the theater if you want to come our way. Uh, no, I, I really miss a lot of the people that have hung up the mics. And, um, you know, I hope y'all... You know, just take some time off. Do something, something again soon. Bad fodder figures. Love you guys. Uh, Los, I still haven't gotten to the end of the most recent episode, but it sounded like you were hanging up the mic, and that made me sad. But I understand. Um, if you ever want to hang out and guest on here, we'd we'd definitely love to have you and just chill out and talk games. If uh, you're ever not busy on a night, we're doing things. Um, but yeah, mainly shout out to all the people listening. As always, if you're enjoying the show, please share with your friends. Share the link. Um, Give us uh, those five-star reviews on iTunes. They really help. Like, we're actually starting to get more and more traffic because of those. So if you could take the time to do it, that is great. It just gets more people to uh, check out our show and hopefully enjoy it. Uh, If you want to reach out to us and interact more directly, I humbly invite you all to the save point, tiny.cc slash save point. That's our headquarters where we drop a lot of these questions. We'll drop them on Twitter, too. But the save points are really cool fun group where we just we talk games and and have fun chatting games and and what people are playing a friendly group invite everybody to come hang out there you can email us the retro rents at gmail.com uh we're on twitter at the retro rents i'm at retro rents al nick is at black eagle ops he's also on twitch uh as black eagle ops if you want to catch my extra live stream from this weekend all the videos are still up uh I am Retro Rents Al on Twitch. Uh, it was a lot of fun. There was definitely a lot of funny moments. Uh, lots of fun times as people uh, showed up. Um, and yeah, you can get a good good ex- uh, view of Forza 5. I played a shit ton of that. And um, any of the other games I talked about, you know, come by, check it out. But other than that, this will mark the end of episode 82. Um, Nick, do you have anything to shout out? You got anything to promote? Anything you're doing? Uh, no, I don't think anything really coming up. It's coming to the, you know, that, that time of the year where it gets yeah. a little crazy with work and all that. So just, you know, stay safe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we're starting, we're going to be starting work on our end of the year, our end of the year lists of games and everything else. I think uh, 
probably after the first week of December, once Halo hits and Icarus hits, yeah, we'll them, yeah. give them some time to drop. And then before the year ends, we'll... I mean, this is going to be a hard one. Like, I'm already starting to prep now, even thinking about it after you mentioned it. This was a, a surprisingly good year for games. There's a lot of good stuff. Um, I don't know if I don't know if it tops 2020, but it's probably pretty close. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I feel like a little bit of a roller coaster. There's some ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely some some bum rushes of games, and then some doldrums for sure. But it'll be fun to look at what actually came out this year and be like, oh shit, yeah, this this wasn't that bad actually. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, everybody. Until next time, stay safe, have fun, play games, and don't be dicks. Peace. See you. Now you're gonna get back to our podcast. Right? Please, podcast.